Hi there, I'm your host Kate. I grew up in Seattle, Washington around friends that were entrepreneurs or had parents that were. Throughout my different ventures, I came to a realization that I enjoy talking to people about their careers and listening to their inspiring stories. One day, I thought to myself, why not record these conversations and make it into a podcast? So here we are, and now these stories are available to you with the hope that you'll also find them inspiring. Toby is a business owner as well as holds a full-time job at Shopify. Throughout all his successes, Toby remembers to bring everything back to the core value of helping others. He's consistently thinking of ways he can help his friends, family members, and those in need. He runs three skills with his coworkers with the core mission to create the world's most employable candidates through their programs. After encountering so many job seekers that couldn't get employed, but had the potential to be great employees. Although he makes more outside of his full-time job, Toby also keeps his job at Shopify because he loves what he does, helping shop owners grow their businesses. Listen on this episode to see core values Toby sticks to both in and out of his corporate job. So Toby, I see on LinkedIn that you have a hundred a hundred thousand plus followers how long did it take you to get there and creating uh, such a big following uh so it took about two years and four months um so right from may 2020 um and i crossed the hundred thousand on september 30th of this year Wow, congratulations. And I love how you remember all the milestones. So it must have been really important to you when you saw all these followers starting to want to hear what you want to say and what you want to share. Um, was this always the intention for you to create a following? Or how did this come about? No, I mean, I uh, we, I run a company called Three Skills and we were trying to find like the cheapest way to build some customer acquisition and um do some marketing and we had tried Instagram and we tried ads and none of them worked. And then um, when I was starting at Shopify, we learned a storytelling framework called free tax pyramid. And I decided to try it one day on LinkedIn and, and it created a viral post. So um, I tried it again. It worked again. So then I started including our company in the posts. Um, and eventually it led to us having, um, you know, customers right so i was like okay i told our head of marketing and i'll just post every day at 10 a.m um and hopefully we can drive some revenue from there we did um but then at some point uh, early this year i realized like i i had the opportunity to turn linkedin from like a social media profile into an asset like like a money generating asset and so i set a goal to get to 100,000 followers um when i started using a lot of data to drive towards that goal so i started 2022 at uh, 22,000 followers, um, and I just drove to 100,000. Um, there will be months where I grow to like 10 or 20,000 
a month and it was just all very intentional this year but at the beginning it was more like you know this is my diary it's our marketing tool let's just use it uh to, to generate money yeah that's wonderful i love how you brought up storytelling um i believe that storytelling is growing in brands because people want to see the face behind the brand um is what are like key pieces to storytelling that you think everyone should include when you're talking about their brand? Um, I think the first key piece is um, understanding that people don't really care about anything other than themselves and telling stories that make people one want to stop to, to read them or to listen to them. So having a really good hook to, to get people to actually slow down long enough to hear the story or read the story. The second is having something good to say. Um, obviously, like having something that adds value to people's lives um, in a very tangible way. And then the final thing is uh, leaving them with a takeaway to actually hold on to, right? Like we don't actually remember all the stories. We remember how stories make us feel. Maybe we can remember one sentence that encapsulates the story. So um, just having like a really strong takeaway. But I was talking to some friends today. I was like, listen, the clearer the story, like if you can tell a story in third grade English and keep it really, really simple and clear, then more people understand it. The more people understand it, the more viral it goes and the more reach you have, right? So it's, I think a lot of people overcomplicate stories, keep the story simple, make it clear, write it really, really like simply third grade English, um, no big words and have a good strong hook, a good takeaway and a good thing to say. You also mentioned earlier that you were just gonna try this and write a post at 10 a.m. every day. Um, at this point, do you still write those um, that content yourself or do you pre-write it and schedule it out for 10 a.m.? Uh, for the first like three months, I just had an alarm that would go off at like 9.55 and I would come up with a post and post it. If something happened during the week that inspired me, I'd maybe write a post and then I would still physically, I always physically post my posts. I think there's only been two times where I've scheduled a post in the past two years and one of them was because I was flying um, and I would literally wouldn't have been able to post. But um, I usually will create the posts the day of but then once I started using LinkedIn uh, as a, more of like a marketing source I was like okay you know if I grow from 22,000 to 100,000 that means 80,000 people didn't see my January content so I could actually bring it back and it would still do well so that's um, more what I used to, uh, what I do now is um, repurposing my posts rewriting my viral posts uh, sometimes even repeating it because 80% of people didn't see it um, so that's, that's the smarter way to, to use LinkedIn. Um, but I still write everything like today. I still set an alarm, posted it, even though I'm in LA, Sent it myself. And have you, um, gotten opportunities from these, like from your network? Yeah. I mean, um, I got a ton of opportunities to, to work with companies that pay me to, include them in my posts every month um part of my part of the reason i got my um uh, promotion at work um was because of my linkedin and, and the content that i posted there 
Um, obviously, our companies are doing really well uh, in terms of revenue, and it's helped us grow to multiple six figures in revenue. Um, and then now I'm starting to get asked to do like you know startup advising and, and all that kind of stuff, and all these people just find me through LinkedIn. So it's cool to have an asset that puts you in rooms that you don't really know exist even. I think that's amazing that especially in the last two years, what I've seen is the pandemic and the blend of social media rising like TikTok and Instagram has created opportunities for people to create their own titles, their own jobs that never existed before. Um, in my mind, you go to school, you get a job and you work like nine to five. That and and then after that you go home, you have your family life. But nowadays I'm seeing a lot more people, you have more than one job. And it, it could be like you, you have a full-time job with Spotify, and then you have a side business too, um, that you're growing, as well as getting sponsorships from other people. How like is this what you had imagined when you were maybe like a 10-year-old growing up, is this the dream job that you had imagined? And then when did you realize that you can create your own opportunities? Um, so I, growing up, I actually wanted to be a professional soccer player. So this, I wouldn't say this is a dream job, but um, my dream job was whatever would give me the opportunity to give back to and help retire them because they've sacrificed so much for me so you know the clearest thing to me was you know soccer I love soccer and you know it's possible to get paid but now I would say like I think of things more like you know is this taking me towards my dream life I don't really think you know we were born dreaming of a job I think we have like dream lives that we want to live and sometimes a job will help us get there so the job that I have now at Shopify is is amazing I love it it's the best job I've ever had. Um, but I make more outside of Shopify than I do inside of Shopify. So the fact that I'm still there just means that I genuinely enjoy it, right? Like, you know, it's what I want to do. Um, and now I'm, I'm more just focused on using the gift that God has given me in as many different ways as I possibly can. Um, and just to like maximize my potential because I feel like, you know, there's an old Bible verse that, you know, your gifts will make room for you, right? And so using my ability to communicate and tell stories and speak and just going like, listen, I don't know where this is going to take me or what kind of opportunities are going to come out of it, but I'm going to do it every day with or without a result. Um, I think I'm just now reaping the reward of, of all the seeds sown, Um and so when I coach people, I just tell them, listen, like, if, if it doesn't come initially, it'll come eventually, right? Like, people grew faster than me. People have more followers than me. Um, but I'm perfectly happy with what I've been able to create because it's it's falling into my definition of success. I, I see that you make an impact in so many people's lives uh, from your own family members um, and or even people that you've encountered. Um the way you coach them or share your life advice, it's so uh, humbling and um, it's just so inspiring how you've made an impact in their lives. So with your business, the three skills, 
It's built around the mission to create the world's most employable candidates by teaching people how to communicate their value. How did this idea come to you at first and how did you find your co-founders? Um, so I was you know, having a conversation with my sister. She had graduated you know, 4.0 GPA, um, but she, it was four months after graduating, she couldn't find a job. And she was really sad about it. She was crying one day in the kitchen. And I just said to her, listen, in the next week, you're going to have a job. And I just made it my own personal mission, uh, helped her with a resume, got her in touch with some company I knew, um, introduced the two of them, prepped her. You know, she went in there, crushed the interview, landed the job. Um, and that was the first time I realized, like, okay, there's a big gap here. This is someone that's super smart, you know, followed the rules, um, excelled, and still can't get a job. So I then helped uh, one of her best friends and then uh, another friend and then, you know, my now wife, my brother. Uh, and eventually I was like, man, I'm pretty good at this. And then I went for lunch with someone and they were like, you know, people pay for what you do. I was like, no way. You know, like, I've been doing this for free. So, um one day at the office, I'm asking people like, you know, would you pay for someone to help with like your resume and stuff? And people are like, yeah, like we'd probably pay for that. And one of those people is my now co-founder, Marianne. Um, she was like, if you start something, I want in. And I was like, okay. So co-founder one, and, you know, I made a call to my best friend, Josh, who was my roommate in high school and college. Like, hey, we always wanted to start something. We should start this thing, help some people get jobs. Um, and he was like, yeah, I'm down. So I found my second co-founder. Then I posted about it on Instagram, like, hey, we're doing a free workshop. And 50 people responded. And one of those people uh, was Anissa, who uh, ended up being my third co-founder. And so um, we did a free workshop. 30 people showed up. And at the end, just to see if it had legs, like if we were going to be a nonprofit or a for-profit, I uh, basically went, hey, I'm going to build a course. You know, we're going to build a course. It's going to be 250 bucks. Um, we'll teach you everything from networking to resume building and LinkedIn. Um you would be the first cohort who wants to sign up and 20 of the 30 people paid and signed up. And then I went got married the next week on a honeymoon, came back, built the course. And that was the first version of, of three skills. That's amazing. But so you saw an opportunity out there, a need, um, and you saw an opportunity to help somebody. And that's how the three skills um, came together. Correct. So, I'm going to take a few steps back. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your background story? Where did you immigrate from? How old were you when you came? And like, did you have any other family members that were also entrepreneurs as well? Um, yeah, so I grew up in Nigeria. Um, both my, my grandpa was a, an entrepreneur. He owned like a, I think like an aluminum factory. My Mom was an entrepreneur still till today. My dad's an entrepreneur. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs around me growing up. A lot of Nigerians are entrepreneurs. Um, and so I, I guess I got to watch them, you know, start different things and be successful and fail and just start over. Um, and so, you know, growing up in Nigeria, we started moving around a lot. We moved to Belgium, the States, moved back to Nigeria. And then I moved to Canada by myself in 2010 for school um, and I started my own little entrepreneurial journey you know putting iPhones flipping couches running workshops selling hoverboards and every year I would just start a new business clothing 
Um, and I would just start a new business regardless of how well or how poorly the last one did. Um, and my whole theory was like, listen, it's either I, you know, do really well, make money, help my parents live a good life, or I fail and I learn something new so that in the next one, I do really well, make money, help my parents or live. There's like no real downside. So every year I start a new business, start a new one this year, start a new one last year, you know, learn a new skill. Every time I start a new one, I have to learn something new to be able to make it happen, which means I get better. Um, so we'll probably just keep going. I just thought of a new idea this morning. So we'll see if we start a new one in 2023. The word failing is very intimidating, usually for folks right. who want to go out and start a business. How did you take like your mindset and change it around that word failure? Like, and were you just never afraid because you had some examples of from your parents and your family members that had failed? Um, how do you tell someone to reframe their their idea of failure? Um, so failure one is like, you know, failure is relative. That's the first thing, right? Like, you know, if you try and you lose money and you fail, um, it only hurts if you think of what people are going to think of you, right? Like that's, that's the first time it hurts, right? Um, I think failure also is, has a negative meaning in our uh, society. So when people see something not working and they associate it to failure, there's all there's automatic embarrassment there. Um, but to me, failure is just, just a scar of honor. It's like, you know, it's, this is someone that tried. Um, and I think I saw that growing up. My parents started multiple businesses and so many didn't work and some did. Um, and the ones that did, did really well, right? So everything that they failed at was just a building block. It was just, you know, the foundation. It was just a little bit of dirt to get to the gold. Um, and that, that always became my perspective was like failure in its like, in its true sense is, is final. Right. And so until you, you know, your life is over, you can't really judge if something's a failure, right. Something's a failure when it, it's dead. Um, and if you're alive and you tried and it didn't work, then well, did you really become a failure or did you just try and fail in something and just learn something new, you know? So it's just a successful experiment of something that didn't work. For me personally, growing up, I the word failure always scared me. But then I got uh, to a point where I realized I would be more scared if I didn't try. Like if I tried right. and I failed, then at least I knew. But if I tried, if I never tried, I think I would be more scared of that than the actual failing piece. Right. So that's awesome. And um, so coming from an immigrant fam like background, you immigrated eventually to Canada. And you said before um, you wanted to try and grow these businesses and give back to your parents. At this point, have you been given that chance to give back to your parents is there like a moment that you really remember where you're like hey i made it and i was able to give back to my parents 
Um, I mean, it started a while back, like, you know, helping my dad pay my brother's tuition. You know, that was a couple of years ago, 2019, I think. Um, so I've been able to do it in, in bits and pieces. Um, one of the most... Uh, one of the most emotional days was like my mom, she was just doing dishes. You know, I helped get her set up, covered her apartment and stuff like that. And, um, you know, here in Canada and she one day was just like doing dishes and she just kind of looked up, you know, she, she, she grew up in a very traditional household, got married very young. So she's never lived on her own. Um, and so she has an apartment to herself. Uh, my dad's still back home and she just looked up and went like, you know, Hey, Toby, thank you for believing in me and just kind of kept washing her dishes. Um, and I was just like crying. Like every time I think about it, it still makes me super emotional because, you know, that was uh, one of those moments that I would say I lived for to just have my parents feel super, super supported, you know, for the sacrifices that they made for us, but also just for being really great parents. So now, um, I still help them out, you know, still cover mom's rent and things like that. Um, you know, send dad money, all, all the stuff that, that I can do. Um, I'm also very patient in, in getting them set up. You know, I want to get them to a point where, you know, they have $5,000 every month to, to do whatever they want with, you know, they got a car, they got a place to live. Um, and at that point, I think I, I will be able to say like, okay, you know, I can do whatever I want, you know, um, they're good. They're good. Family's good, right? Um, so I think that's more where I'm. I'm trying to go. Yeah, that's amazing. I think. Well, I also came from an uh, immigrant family, so my parents immigrated from Vietnam, and um, I think with that, when like you mentioned sacrifice, they left everything behind to come to America, mm -hmm. and to see the work they put behind it. Um, it in the way like they gave us a good life growing up, it was just inspirational. And I, I that's one of my hopes too, in the long run to give back to them. Um, so that, I, I think that's wonderful. I saw you post about um, your you and your father once. So um, I just thought it was so humbling that even though you realize you're finding success that you still remember um, like your family and your background your foundation. So it's really great. Um, if you could share three pieces of advice to someone who wants to find passion in their work or their dream career, what would it be? Um, I think the first is uh, start with what you were given. One of the things I did was I went back to my mom. I was like, when I was like three, two years old, like what was I really good at? And that's usually like a blueprint for, for you to build whatever it is you want to build, right? So my mom said when I was three, which I don't remember, she's like, you're a really good talker. Like people would come over to the house and these adults would have conversations with you. Um, and they used to call you Pastor Sam because you were so good and so compelling and all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, I got communication. So, you know, it's probably where I should start, right? Talking. Um, I think most people don't actually start at the beginning. They start with where they see the money or, you know, what other people's passions are and try to translate it into them. It's like, listen, you got to have some clarity around what you were given so that you're always working out of a superpower and, and a strength. Um, the second is like, just take opportunities. Like as human beings, we often think that we have control over tomorrow or, 
what, what we can do or the results that we create and we have zero control we have no idea what's going to happen or where things are going to lead but we we can control the things that we do so take opportunities do those things you know me posting at 10 a.m that's something i can control i couldn't control how many views i got or how many followers came or anything like that um but i could control showing up every day and that's exactly what i did and i think that's where most people need to start okay i'm good at communicating and then here i'm going to apply it every day and then the, or well i'm going to apply it right in, in a way and then the final thing is just like just stay consistent right like good results, bad results. It's like dollar cost averaging of investing in your life, right? Like just, I showed up 10 likes, a hundred likes, a thousand likes, 10,000 likes really didn't matter. Like I still be there the next day, right? Like, um, so I think that consistency is big is okay. Start with what you have. And then once you start with what you have, just understand like, this is what I can control. Like I can't control anything else. I can only control what is within my purview and then just keep going and be patient with yourself. It took me two and a half years to build this LinkedIn thing, but Hey, I'm it's two and a half years worth so much now because I, I get to buy back my time. Right. Like I don't think I'm going to work in corporate till I'm 30 because I have this incredible asset that's bringing me, more opportunities that I can count every month, you know? So I think that's really what people need to know is like, it's, it's actually not that complex. You just have to be patient, apply what you have, find out what it is that you were born with and just keep going until something spectacular happens. That brings me back to the story of um, when you applied to your job at Spotify and kept getting rejected. But on the seventh time, you finally got that job. What kept you motivated? Because most people would have given up on the first or second rejection. Yeah, it's so funny. So many people confuse Spotify and Shopify. Um, Sorry, Shopify. Yes. Although I was listening to to Spotify this morning. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, listen, clarity is a superpower, right? Like I had a mentor when I was 18. He's like, listen, how long... If you know, like, okay, you come to your house, you know it's your house, you forgot your keys or your keys are locked in the house, how long do you try to get in the house? Like, you just keep going until you get in the house. You don't just go somewhere else and, you know, like, oh, I need a new house, right? Like, it's your house. Try the window, you try the door. And so Shopify is very much my company in the sense of it was entrepreneurs building for entrepreneurs. I knew that if I got in there, I'd be, really happy, really supported. I get to be myself. Um, and I had clarity around that, right? I spoke to enough employees. I went and visited uh, the offices a bunch of times. And I just knew like, hey, this is where I need to be. It was the same with my wife. I'm like, man, I, you know, this is exactly who I need to be with, right? And I asked her like, do you want to go out? Like, no. Do you want to go out? No. Okay, let's go out. No. And, and then she finally said yes. But I think people sometimes will just give up early. It's like, but, but do you believe it's yours? If you do, then why did you why did you stop? If you, if it's not or you didn't truly believe, then that's one thing. But like it's the same with our house. It's the same with you know the Tesla that I bought. It's the same with pretty much everything. It's like things came a little late on my schedule, but it didn't mean that they weren't meant for me. 
it just means maybe I wasn't ready for it, right? If I came into Shopify at just the right time, you know, people were like, oh, you came in at, you know, the high time, the stocks and this and that. Listen, I came in at the, the most perfect time, right? A year and a half in, I get promoted to a new role. I get a big raise. You know, it was just God's timing for what I was patient enough to keep knocking on the door for. It was such a treat to sit down and chat with Toby. Incredible to see the results of truly believing in yourself and the power in the act of just showing up and being present. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on our website at www.dayoneway.com or follow us on social media.